Hey everyone, Mark and Steve here. Before we get started today, we want to let you know about Dare to Connect, our new online interactive video platform. For less than the cost of a therapy session, you and your spouse get live access to both of us three times a week. Each 30-minute live group support session provides interactive mentoring and healing for addicts, spouses, and couples. If you're loving our podcast and our unique style of bringing you recovery, you're going to love Dare to Connect. To learn more, go to daretoconnectnow.com. We're looking forward to seeing and working with you. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. Hey, everybody, Mark and Steve, PBSE. We are sitting in that, I don't know what to call it, Steve, the infamous <laughs> time of year, the the, the, the post-Christmas. The, yeah, in between Christmas and New Year's. The, 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 what is that? No, the limbo. The limbo, yes. We're sitting in the limbo <laughs> land time of year. Here we are. <clears throat> We've had the total build up to Christmas and, you know, all of the crescendo of it. And now it's sort of, okay, now what? Yeah, right? yeah, and, exactly. And what happens every year? We get to this place in between Christmas and New Year's, and the culture says, "Oh, you need to start getting ready for your New Year's resolutions." <laughs> and yes. we're going to talk about that uh, quickly today. New Year's resolutions, right? Our title said, "Tired of New Year's resolutions not working? Uh, how about giving this a try?" So probably where we want to jump in like right out of the gate is I want to talk about the psychology of New Year's resolutions. Awesome. Why do we keep doing this to ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's a uh, good topic. You, you want to give that a crack? Yeah, no, let's let's do it. I I you know you you and I've talked about this many times. New Year's resolutions are uh I don't know. Talk about it. They are like the creator and killer of so many dreams, like simultaneously. Oh, so true. Um, Cause I've had examples in times in the past where I've actually done some really good things around them when I've done them right. And then there's been other times where I've just really the way I've set news new year's resolutions too often has kind of been, especially as an addict in recovery, just a setup for a shame cycle. Oh my gosh. It's so you true. Know? Yeah. It's a total setup. Yep. So. And I don't know. I, I I've tried to do kind of a kind of a historical review in my head. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever had a single New Year's resolution that I ever was able to stick with and and literally honestly say this became a permanent habit in my life that I am still living to this day. Mm, I don't think yeah. I ever had an example of that. Not one. Like I I don't do New Year's resolutions ever. I haven't done them for years but they mm. never worked for me. Right. But, but why do we do them? I mean, sincerely, I mean, out of a, out of a place that really we want to applaud all of you and us, 
we want to better ourselves. We do. I mean, we have a we have a sincere, genuine, authentic place inside of us that says, I want to change. I want to be better. I want to leave behind the crap of this year. I want next year to be better. So it comes from a genuine place. Yes, it does. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think we have this. We oftentimes, you know, it's that that kind of road to hell is paid with good intentions concept, right? Yes. Um, where we're looking at, you know, we're looking down the road and it's, and I don't think that the the inherent, I think, idea behind New Year's resolutions is not a bad one, right? It's natural. We've kind of celebrated and brought in the new year, especially here in the States. Um, you know, we've, we've, we're, we're wrapping up, we're starting something new. It only kind of makes sense that we would evaluate and say, okay, you know, yeah, how can things, how can things be better? Yeah, it's a natural, right? it's a natural um, shifting place for sure. And, it, and it's one we should take advantage of, you know, we just need to do it in a way that actually has a chance to succeed. You know, mm-hmm. so I'll tell you what New Year's resolutions were for me a ton. <clears throat> and this is me speaking from my addict brain which I still, still lives inside there, by the way. Um, it, you know, it didn't, I wasn't able to, um, you know, to magically declare it into, you know, non-existence it's still in my head. But yeah. if I remember in my attic brain, New Year's resolutions were kind of a magical excuse to sort of shortcut the real principles of change. Like I know what it takes to change. We probably all do, right? It's a lot of consistent hard work. It's self-discipline. It's focus. It's, it's, you know, learning to kind of deny yourself of certain, I mean, it's, it's not an easy thing. Real lasting permanent change is not even close to easy. And so every year would come, I'd be towards the end of the year in between Christmas and New Year's. And what would I be thinking about in my attic brain? All the ways this year that I've blown it once again. Very true. This year sucked, right? And Mm. I'm, as usual, the big loser, the big idiot, the big whatever. And you know what? Okay, damn it. And pound my fist on the table and say, next year's going to be different. And so it's kind of my way of saying, I don't want to have to do all those things I know that I probably should do to come at this change. This, all those rules are off the table. We have a New Year's resolution opportunity now. Hmm. Somehow that was going to magically short circuit the whole process. <laughs> <clears throat> well, and yeah, and I and I can I think I know what you're saying. I mean, for me, I know I know that uh, you know talking about this a while back, you and I, there really is kind of a, like a good way to say it is, is, is it's a medicating effect, yeah, right, of setting those gigantic, humongous goals because we get that immediate kind of dopamine rush of okay i'm quote unquote doing something about this yeah it's big it's right. massive it feels i'm really engaged i can it's feel the, energy, the energy welling up inside me yes right we're doing this yes kind of like the racehorse out of the gate that we talk about the flashy racehorse that bursts out of the gate at the bell january yeah. 1 and races so we, full speed down the track yeah we kind of get drunk on the intention a little bit Honestly, as I'm just thinking about it. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So what we want to do today is talk about, you know, you know, is, is how do we, how do we take this, what again is a good concept of renewal and change, but kind of turn it on its head a little bit from the typical way that so many of us have, you know, approached new, new year's resolutions, quote unquote with, and how do we, how do we operate in this space of creating change through the psychology that we know works with everything from addiction, which I know so many of you are here for, 
information about that to anything else. Yeah. Right. And Mark, and, I I love what you said before. I'd love I think a good place to start is I'd love to hear from you more about what you say. It's you know, it's you talk often about how it's that the road to this kind of change really isn't that different from the road to addiction. That is so true. And man, it took me so long to not just to learn that, but to accept it. <clears throat> but if we if we think about this, what I'm I'm gonna say, the thing that gets you and me into the mess we're in with habits and, and behaviors that we just can't seem to change, the thing that gets us into that mess can get us out. Mm. And if you break it down, there's a few key elements to that that really make sense. So first of all, one of the things we must have with regard to building habits and you know permanent behaviors is they need to have big meaning. They need to mm. mean something to me, right? I gotta, yeah. You got to want it. And if I think in terms of how I built my addiction, did it have great meaning to me? Oh, yeah. Right? It was my place to go cope, to escape, to self-soothe, to self-medicate. And I knew that it was going to deliver those things to me. And I was like, yes, I want that. I got to have that. I'm desperate for that. So the meaning the, uh, and, and a huge reward, right? The consistent reward of it needs to be present. And that was absolutely the case for my addiction stuff. Yes. So, so that part of it. And then the other part is then consistency, a system. Did my addiction, my decades in addiction behaviors, were, were they systematic? Was there a routine? Was there a system to it? Yes, absolutely. You, you step back and you, you start to write out all of the aspects of the system of your routine, of your addiction routine. It's shocking. Yeah. Right. The pre-contemplation the looking forward to, the ways that I start to see it in my head before I actually go do it, the consistent places that I go visit, or the same kind of sites I pull up on my computer, right? Think of all the systematized parts of these unwanted behaviors that we have. Yeah. No, it's it's really true. And, you know, there are a lot of insights, I think, into looking at that addictive process. Because like you said, I mean, you have to, we talk oftentimes on this program about how at the end of the day, recovery, right, from, from any addiction, be it pornography or sex, other forms of sexual compulsion or whatever, does mean that at the end of the day, your primary reason has to be increasingly becoming about you, right? About you, yeah. Change. It has to be you-oriented. So many of us, we start off, and it's okay to start off in those quote-unquote externals, right? Wife or spouse or, you know, church or yeah. whatever. Yep. But we have to be increasingly quickly moving to that place of recognizing, look, like what's, forget all those other people or things for just a minute. Like what is in this for me? Because that's what's going to drive someone forward, right? To stay in that place of change when inevitably it is hard. It gets hard, right? Well, and when you say that, doesn't that also apply to our, for our former addiction or current addiction behaviors? Absolutely. Because people say, you, this is all about you. You're in this for you. This is so selfish. This is so self-focused. This, Yeah, you're right about all those things. And that's why I'm so motivated to pursue it. Yes. Because it is for me. I'm mm -hmm. not going and looking at porn for my partner. Yeah. For me. Well, if it is for anything else, when it comes to change, if it really is for anything else, I would argue in the long term, those externals are great. and We would never want to get rid of them. But if those remain the primary reasons, I, in my experience, have never seen anyone maintain long-term change. Yeah. So for example, I, I mean, I've had guys come into my program, for example, to come kicking and screaming because their wife says, if you don't start in Mark's program, I'm divorcing you. 
Yes. They're like, fine. And they come in with their arms folded and they're kind of, and my attitude is, hey, dude, whatever got you here, I'm all for it because it got you here. Totally. Absolutely. Now let's talk about what's going to keep you here and what's going to keep you consistent when stuff gets hard. Yes. Your brain starts rebelling against these new changes and you want to go running home to mama. What's going to keep you in that seat? Mm-hmm. That can't be just based on your wife. Yeah. No, I love that. It's it's absolutely true. So you got to connect with that, right? And and this brings up another point and we haven't really talked about it this way on the podcast, but in order to really connect with with change, right? In other words, with the new vision, you also and to become friends with that, you've got to become enemies with the current state of function. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you said that before we started today. I loved how did you how did you phrase that again? Yeah, before I can be become friends with with my new self or with change and changing into my new self, I have to not in a shame based way, but I have to hate the elements about the old self, right? Yeah, not in a shaming yep. way, but in a like these need to be outed because they are destroying my life in these very specific ways, right? We. We do that in my office. We do this in Dare to Connect. This is one thing that we talk about frequently, right? In our in our program, you know, our 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 online program for couples, we will talk about, you know, you've got to get in touch with these consequences and get real with yourself and ask yourself that question. Like, forget everyone else. Am I happy or not? And if I am unhappy, in what ways is this thing, this behavior, how is it making me? In other words, how is it my enemy? Right. right. Intellectually, I know it is, but I need to connect with that. Yeah. Listing that out, taking a look at it, being raw and real with it right in front of your face and yeah. you know, not justifying, rationalizing or, or diminishing it. Right. Looking at it straight up. Well, let's let's take a quick example as we kind of finish up today. One, if I, I, I can't remember the stats, but if you were to look at New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. what is the one that is more commonly set than any other in the world? Oh, it's hands down, either weight loss or exercise. <laughs> I know it is. Hands down. <laughs> hands down, the weight loss, exercise, fitness, New Year's resolution, right? Yes. So if we're going to, so if that's, let's just take that as an example. So let's say that's what I want to do. So the first thing you got to do in this process is you've got to start where you are, right? You're not a washboard ab ripped, you know, ready to do a bodybuilding contest, dude. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I've been at sometimes in the past, just sort of this frumpy, chubby dude that's just been junk fooding out. And I got to start right where I am, right? So you start with small goals, small increments, realistic. Because here's the thing. When you and I set grandiose big New Year's resolutions, like around uh, weight loss, yeah, I'm only going to eat organic, raw food every moment of every day. It's all I'm going to consume, and I'm going to get up at 5.30 a.m. and work out for two hours every morning. And you want to know the first thing that happens when you, <laughs> you and I start speaking like that? The little brain inside there goes, you're so full of crap. There's yes. no possible freaking way you're going to do that. And you know it. Sure. It immediately has no credibility. Absolutely. So no, you, absolutely. you got to start where you are and be realistically, be doable. Because here's the thing. You want to create momentum as quickly as you can. And how do you create momentum? You make little systematic changes that are doable. I would say almost make them ridiculously easy to start. Mm -hmm. Just so that you can say, I did that. I'm going to eat one 
helping of a fresh vegetable today. And I'm going to do that for the first 30 days. For, the, for all the month of January, all I'm going to do is eat one fresh vegetable. I'm not going to change anything else. Yes. Just that. Yep. Say, well, Mark, that's not mm. going to do anything or get... No, it is. Yep. I put my, I put my candy dish in my, in my fridge, and in front of it, I just put a package of celery. And I'm going to eat one piece of celery. I have to rip a stalk off and eat that before I have any candy. (laughs) See, I love that. And here's why that works. Because one, it is actually bringing about some little tiny healthy changes. It is. You add that fresh thing in there, you're going to notice a little bit of a difference. Yes. But the other part of it is it also creates a routine. This is key, all of you. You want to look, instead of always looking at goals, you want to look at systems. You've got to set up a system, a routine. That's what brings change, not the goals. The goals are okay for a master vision, but what is my system? And what Steve just described is a system. Mm -hmm. I set up the environment in my fridge so that it is environmentally friendly to my system, which is to get to the candy, I got to go through the celery. That's Mm -hmm. practical. Yes. And I'm going to eat a, a little stock of it before I eat the candy. Yeah. System. Well, and then, like you said, what you said was really important. You pay attention to the little results, right? I'll give a personal example. We were talking about this beforehand. So I will totally own the fact that I am historically a potato addict as much or more than I ever was a porn addict. And I'm not even being facetious with that. <laughs> like, it's like a culturally infused food for me. I've eaten meat and potatoes since I was like two. <laughs> and I'm also a diabetic. I've talked about this on this program. And I am now three months clean from potatoes <laughs> of any sort, which anyone who knows me will tell you, like mashed potatoes, fried, baked, roasted, like that for me is a huge deal. And the reason why is because I've had to do what we're talking about here, right? I haven't tried to quit 12 foods that I know I need to quit right now. What have I done? Potatoes. Potatoes are my enemy. Just potatoes. Right? Just potatoes. So that's the one thing I've done. The other thing is that connecting with the pain piece because I love the crap out of potatoes. (laughs) But what I also have to do, remember, just like with our addiction, the brain is so good, guys, at focusing on the positives and just auto filtering out any negatives. Yes. And every time I want to reach for potatoes or go through a drive through and get them, what do I have to say to myself? Potatoes do sound awesome, right? I have some self-compassion. They do sound awesome and they would taste amazing. But they will also mean that I w- I may not have legs in a decade. Yeah. That's what my doctor has told me. Yeah. Right? That's the cold reality of it. It's yeah. no matter how much the benefits are, are there, I have to connect with the, the object of my addiction, so to speak, mm-hmm. in its entire, in its, whole, in its whole form, right? Its whole holistic form. The good and the bad, which my brain is so good at just ignoring when I'm in the drive-thru line. And what do we call that with regard specifically to this weight loss and eating? We call that being mindful. Yes. I call it mindful eating. Instead of just reactive eating, right? Junk food eating, the impulsive eating, I pause and I stop for just a minute and I, and I weigh the benefits versus the, con, you know, versus the negatives. Mm-hmm. What I do for myself, because it becomes such a habit, is I, ask, I stop and I say, is this worth it? Yeah. Will this be worth it after it's been in your mouth, you've swallowed it and it's in your gut? What are you going to think and feel at that moment? Absolutely. And it's like, and it's not going to be worth it, man. 
Well, I love what you said before, too. You've got to start little and then pay attention to the difference because that's part of what is sustaining the process for me right now in real time is as much as I miss potatoes and the taste, I feel way better. You feel way better. Yeah, I do. I feel way better, like in ways I haven't felt better in a while. Well, and you gave it sufficient time to know if you would feel better. Yeah. Three months. Yeah. yeah you got to try that. it out long enough to <clears throat> give it a real chance. Right? Yeah. Love that. And the other thing about making it tiny, small, like putting the celery sticks in front of the candy dish and the, you know, the chocolate, the chocolate almonds in the fridge <laughs> <laughs> is that every time you're able to eat the celery stick, you develop a routine and a system, but you also develop credibility that tells you, I can do this. That is so important. I did so that. True. Look, I can discipline myself. I can, I can do what I set my mind to. Yes. And that builds confidence. That and, might be the number evidence. one killer. Yeah. yeah. That evidence, <clears throat> right? Like you're saying, sorry to cut you off. It, it really is. That, it, that really is probably the most important part because what's the number one enemy for every addict? It's, it's ourselves. We have convinced ourselves through years and years. And to be fair, sometimes trauma has reinforced this. Definitely. That we will never be different. No. And every that time we blow change. it, every time we blow it, we give in, we have a relapse, we have a slip, you know, in this, in this instance, so I go back and, and do a junk food binge. See, I know you couldn't do it. See, you're a loser. You're ridiculous. You know what? It's January 17th. I've already blown it six times. We may as well just bag it. Yeah, totally. Let's just, let's just settle in. We'll look at it next year. Yeah. How many times do we do that? And we just totally throw in the towel. <clears throat> We do. And, and the reason we do is because we set ourselves up for failure by making it too big, by making it where it doesn't mean enough to us and yes. by not making it small and doable and, and systematized. Yep. Give yourself the best chance of success. Throw out this cultural thing that says, go big or go home. If it wasn't huge, it didn't count. <laughs> oh, so what? You ate a stick of celery. Well, whoopee do for you. <laughs> No, that does matter, man. It totally matters. Every little step is a change. I mean, and, 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 and it's not oftentimes not perfect, right? I'm seems to be real honest today. So I'm three months clean sober. That is not a hundred percent true because the, the yams that we had, you know, sweet potatoes, the healthy potatoes that we had, the recipe called for like some real potatoes mixed into it. It was like this weird combo. And so I did technically have some potatoes old me. Would have shamed the head. That would have been my total gateway. Well, screw that noise. Yeah, you know, man. we'll just go have potatoes all the time now. I, I had a bite of that as I moved down the line at Thanksgiving dinner. I'm like, well, screw this noise and just five pounds of mashed potatoes right next to it. Why not? You know, when in Rome. But you know how I'm looking at it? I'm out of the la- I have been 89 days clean from potatoes out of the last 90. There you go. It's a pretty good ratio. Oh, what's that batting average if you're playing baseball? What does that put me at like 97% or something? Yeah, like, like, like I'm batting 980. Okay, that's awesome. And I still well, feel great. And the right? reason that's important, what you say, Steve, is look, you're going to have little setbacks. These totally. are in some cases lifelong habits, guys. Yep. You're not going to overcome them overnight or in a month or two or three, but, but you're going to make incremental progress. Celebrate that progress. And when you have little setbacks, you need to assess. I recommend that if you're going to have these, this little goal to, to, for example, lose weight, schedule a, schedule a little meeting with yourself once a week. I like Sunday nights starting into my new week. 
and just sit down and do an assessment. How'd it go? How'd I do this last week? Mm. Did I did I adhere to my system? Did did stuff break down? If it did, where did it and why did it? Mm-hmm. And where can I make some adjustments? Have some self-compassion. And tomorrow, tomorrow, Monday, I'm gonna start again. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. I yeah. Love that. Well, guys, we uh, we as we head into the new year, we hope that you're you've had a great holiday. We hope you had a really good Christmas and, and time connecting, reconnecting with your families. We hope you're still taking some time if it's possible to do that. And as you head into the new year, uh, we are grateful for each of you and for uh, being here with you. We we love working with you and hearing from you. Throw us your questions. Throw us those things you'd want to tackle here on the podcast. And as always. We are continuing to offer our two-week free trial on our Dare to Connect program for couples going through the recovery process. We meet three times a week with addicts, spouses, and couples. There's a group for each of them. And we we take all the topics we cover in here. We go super in-depth with it. We answer questions. We interact with you. We would love to see you guys there. It's two weeks free and $95 a month after that. So please uh, jump on that. And we, we'd love to. Love yeah. To so if that. you want a practical, doable, awesome New Year's resolution, go in and join D2C. And honestly, not not trying to even market it. I mean, is there really a simpler, just little change you could make? Right? It's not, it's not some big epic something. Right? This is a little bit of connection three times a week. We've a kind of to, we've kind of baked into it all of the elements of change that we've talked about today. Seriously, it's, it it really is. I mean, that's yep. that's hard to top for that. It so, is. Yeah. Anyway. All right, everybody. Well, happy New Year's. Awesome. Yes. Twenty two and. We're going to do it one little baby step and one little system at a time this year. We'll catch you next year, guys. See ya. Everything expressed on the PBSE podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.